209 of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news, but we're not talking about any of that today. None of that. Scrap it. Though sometimes musical yes. artists can win the Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize. That's for true. literature. That's true. Bob Dylan did it. We didn't see Bob Dylan. We didn't. Why don't you talk about it? I hear it's about a 50-50 with seeing Bob Dylan live. Yeah. Either you get a good show or you get like a, what was that? Yeah. Kind of like I had with Brian Wilson, but that's a spoiler, so yeah. we'll get into it. Fizzle. Boy, this has been the... Uh, the summer of concerts yeah. for, for you and me. Some say it's been the summer of 69. Yeah. yeah. That's actually relevant, too. <laughs> that's a spoiler for later on. Yeah. Uh, Eric and I saw so many concerts, some together, mm-hmm. some apart, Yeah, ranging from new hip acts right. to older uh, stalwarts of new yesteryear. New hip acts. Do we not? I can't think of a single new hip act we mm. saw. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Uh, but we had a good time. Does Keith Richards still have a hip? I, well, not original, but, <laughs> okay. you know. Uh, so, yeah. So, we, we went to so many concerts, and each time we recorded a little bit, some before and after, some mm-hmm. just after. And just to give you a little taste of some of the concerts that have been in our area this yeah. year. And remember, uh-huh. we have Frigal Music Service, where you can <laughs> download songs from most of these artists, yeah. and we have an epic CD collection right here in the David cool. A. Howe Public Library. So. You just used the epic. Well, I'm talking about CDs. Yeah. I guess yeah. I thought it was it was on point. Okay. Sure. Uh, are these in chronological order? I think so. Okay. If we... not, epic fail. Okay. Sorry. Well, should we just dive in? Yeah. Take it away. It's in all the books remote. Eric, how are you? I'm great. Are you? Because you seem a little testy. Stop it. Okay, sorry. I'm fine. Eric and I are here at Art Park. In... The site showed a different seating chart than the one that was actually provided to us. There... So it's a bit confusing. There was a slight uh, confusion on where our seats would be located. But we're here seeing Weird Al Yankovic. Is it Yankovic? Isn't it? I always say Yankovic. Well, I, I don't know. I'm an idiot. I guess we'll have to <laughs> yeah. we'll check that out. But anyway, yeah, we're here. We've got lawn seating. And the lawn is sort of like at a harsh diagonal looking directly into the sun. Yeah, that, that's accurate. Okay. Yeah. And when you look on, on the, the website, uh, it, it showed like that it was kind of a circle, around, semi-circle yeah. around the arena. Yeah. But we are, in fact, to the harsh left of it. I think I'll blame Vivid Seats. The app I used. Okay. That's okay. That's true. When you go to this Art Park website, it does clearly show this setup. But even so, the location is uh, unpleasant. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, tell <laughs> me this. What's your history with Weird Al? Really? Yeah. Jeez, uh, Louise. I guess year 2000, my friend introduced me to Running With Scissors because of the Star Wars parody, the uh, long time ago, the Episode 1 parody. Uh, let me borrow his CD. Just listen to it. I got to tell you, I probably listened to more Weird Al music before I actually had any actual taste in music. You know, I will say a lot of the a lot of the medleys, uh-huh. like the polka power and stuff, yeah. I was hearing those songs for the first time with Weird Al. Yeah, I can I can say the same thing. A lot of songs I heard Weird Al's version first and then came to it later. Even the Chili Peppers. I even heard Give It Away Now, the Flintstone parody before I heard the Chili Peppers version. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, my history goes back farther. My friend Brandon, shout out to my friend Brandon Earls, who I also saw crisscross with randomly. Really? Yeah. Like jump? Yeah. Wow. I know. Uh, he had the the Alapalooza on cassette, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. That was what, 90, 94? That, Jurassic yeah, that would be like 94. Yeah. Something like that. So Brandon had that, and we listened to that album nonstop. Yeah, I had that one. My grandma would always try to get me to sing the the Flintstone song mm-hmm. for her friends. Oh, that's 
Okay. It's a fully true story. Yeah. People always act like I have a lot of weird LCDs, and I'm just like, I have six. That doesn't seem like a lot. It's a decent. Okay. It's a decent collection. <laughs> you know, but outside of just the random, like, songs I know, Alapalooza is the only album that I've, like, listened to multiple times. Oh, really? Yeah. I've listened to a, mul- a lot. I've, I've always been, like, a fan, but not, like, an aficionado like you. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. Anyway, have so we're... Seen, uh, have you seen UHF? No, I haven't. Oh, it's pretty funny. Kramer's in it. You like Kramer? Like Michael Richards? Yeah. Kramer? Oh, yeah. okay. He doesn't talk a lot, so there's no chance for a racial slur to sure, come out of his mouth yeah. in that film. It's a movie, right? Yeah. Okay. But wasn't there also like a Weird Al TV show? I think so. Okay, you don't know anything. <laughs> so anyway, um, the weather's cooling down a little bit. Oh, yeah. We got a cool breeze coming in. Uh, I had a decent pizza, a terrible frozen lemonade. Aladdin Jr. is going to be played here? What does that mean? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I had a pretty good uh, funnel cake. Okay. All right, so things are looking up. Um, our seats are crappy. We're looking directly into the sun. but yeah, we're... If, if, the, if uh, the clouds show up to block the sun a little bit, our seats are actually pretty okay for lawn seats. Okay. We got a pretty good view. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's good attitude. Good attitude to have. All right, so uh, Weird Al's going to be on in probably 20 minutes or so, so I guess we'll check back in afterwards. Yeah. Woo! Concert over, and I'm in a much better mood now. How about you? Yeah, once the sun went down. Once yeah. the, well, actually, once that giant cloud showed up, it was like, I'll take care of this. Seriously. Don't you worry. Yeah. That saved a lot. I don't know that I would rate Art Park high. What? Meaning what? Just, this, just the, the venue. The setup? Yeah. Maybe if we were in the bowl. The special bowl that, it's, it, that we thought we were buying tickets for originally. Yeah. So It's possible. I sort of thought the lighting and the sound were a little iffy, too. But I don't know. It's tricky when you're outside. But I tell you what I do rate high, and that's Weird Al. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. I I mean, I love that. He was great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I, it was funny. On the way here, you mentioned a song that takes you back to like when you're 21, and yeah. I made fun of you. You did. But then he was singing uh, Yoda, Yeah. and I was like, I can't make fun of Nick, because Yoda takes me back to yeah. when I'm a teenager. Well, I heard Harvey the Wonder Hamster, and it took yeah. me back to when <laughs> no, I was like 12, yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I, you know, I think because like he's he's a parody artist and he's a comedy artist, I think you sort of forget what a great musician he is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I remember, well, actually, I remember listening to Jurassic Park in the Dark with some friends, and they didn't want to be listening to it. Right. But he's, he was doing the high part of it, and my friend, who didn't enjoy what we were listening to, was still like, he does have a pretty great voice. He and does. I was, and I've remembered that for a long time. The thing is, he's just, it's so tight. He's yeah. just rock solid. He's yeah. just... Perfectly on pitch. He has yeah. perfect control of his voice. Right. I mean, he knows maybe how to use the, it. Maybe uh, it's accordion. Maybe that, so. maybe that keeps you in key. Yeah. So, uh, Was there a standout track? I mean, what were you most excited to hear? Jeez, uh, I don't know. I mean, he ended with Yoda. He ended. Yeah, right. he, he came out for an encore with both the uh, Saga Begins yeah. and Yoda, and Yoda was pretty great. So, I mean, Word Crimes was fun. He, he, he went down on the crowd during Tacky. Yes. And uh, interacted with the crowd, and that was a lot of fun yeah. to watch. So, But he also played Jurassic Park. Yeah. So that makes me happy. I made a music video to that song I, when I was, like, 17. So I there think you go. Our list is pretty similar because yeah. uh, I would say probably I was most excited about Jurassic Park just mm-hmm. because it did take me back. Yeah. But uh, I think Word Crimes I probably had the most fun yeah, in. Yeah, Word, Word Crimes is fun. Uh, and when he did Amish Paradise, I mean, that's just yeah. like, thank you. Yep. You did that one. So, I think the uh, both the, the song that he did about uh, 
exes, you know, like Jilted oh, Lovers. Yeah. That was also pretty hilarious. Yeah. I wasn't familiar with that song. No, I don't, I don't think I am either. But he, yeah, he played some of the original ones. I am familiar with Don't Download This Song. Though, yeah, that's and that fun. one cracks me up. So. I love Jackson Park Express. Oh, yeah. But I, and I'm a fan of that one anyway. But just yeah. hearing it live was super cool. Yep. <laughs> so uh, for our listeners, if you have a Wellsville card, all Weird Al stuff is on Freegal. Yeah, that's true. So you yeah. can download or stream right yeah. through there. Uh, yeah, overall, I think it was a great concert. Yeah, I have no cons- no uh, complaints about Weird Al. A lot of good costumes, a lot of fun effects. The backup singers, they yeah. crack me up. Yeah, they do. Because like, during Amish Paradise, they're wearing those bonnets. Right. Uh, they, they got the pom-poms during yeah. uh, Smells Like Nirvana, yeah. which I was also excited to hear. I, yeah. always, I always love Smells Like Nirvana, so... Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, the whole the whole production was great, and it was nice. To, I mean, he's just so funny. Yeah. you know, what I mean, like obviously you take that for granted because yep. of course he is, but like all the little in between stuff, yep. all the little uh, you know little jabs he did at the crowd were just perfect. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely a great yeah. concert. I, I think I watched when I was a teenager like a live performance on TV of him doing it right after Running with Scissors came out, the Star Wars song okay. and everything. And I remember thinking like, man, I want to go see Weird Al live. So I think that 15-year-old Eric would be pretty jealous yeah. today. Yeah, So that's absolutely. That's exciting, yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess that's going to do it here at Art Park. we got to wait in this huge line so we can get to our car and get out of here. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, Steve, we did it. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, so we just, we just finished Marshall Tucker Band. We're in Steve's truck. We're heading home. Uh, see, what's your takeaway? I think it was, it was, it's good to hear some songs that I knew but wanted to know more of and hear them in a live setting where the energy was all there and made it more accessible, I'd say. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, think, I think my major complaint would be I don't like in concerts when songs devolve into just a super long jam. Do you like that? No, I'm not a big fan of that either. In certain spots, it can be useful as a good tool to get the crowd motivated for really like feeling the vibe of the song, but when you do it frequently and not with enough variation, it loses its edge for me. Yeah, I agree. And it's sort of, uh, kind of every song did that. Yeah, you, you kind of got to pick and choose when you do things like that, but it was just number after number was an extra five minutes of yeah. guitar playing, which was, you know, it was good guitar playing, but it's just... At a certain point, it loses some of its, you know, luster. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Chris Hicks on guitar was the standout for me in that band. Don't you think? I'd say so. There was a song he did called uh, "Doggy Dog World" that I found particularly enjoyable that I did not know. But... Yeah, you know, I didn't really know that one either. But um, I, I said earlier, we have their greatest hits in our collection, and we have Carolina Dreams. Uh, Carolina Dreams is a great album, don't you think? Yeah, that one's pretty solid all the way through. And the greatest hits, uh, actually quite a few from Carolina Dreams are on the greatest hits, but I'll tell you, it made me want to go and listen to the greatest hits again, because I, I do really like a lot of those songs. But uh, I've got a controversial statement here, Steve. I think it was Zora's Night. I would say so. I, that was a pleasant surprise. I, you know, you never you never know how much to expect from an opening act, but yeah. they delivered. They were solid, they were entertaining, they were funny. They had a good mix of covers and originals, and very entertaining, I'd say. Yeah. I think, you know, they, the history of the Marshall Tucker Band, like... That that sort of wins out in that way because it was it was really neat to see that like live up there on the stage. But I think as far as like song for song, how much was I enjoying myself? I would give it to Zor. I would too. It's nice because you have Marshall Tucker Band, which has such a longevity, and it's good to be, see a part of music history like in person. 
but uh, as far as just straight entertainment, I was really in for Zora the whole time. Yeah, I totally agree. But I do recommend the Marshall Tucker Band. Uh, like I said, stop into the library and check out the greatest hits or Carolina Dreams or any other one we can get for you. Or uh, they're also available on Freegal, so you can download or listen to them that way with your library card. Uh, overall, I had a good experience at Trout Run, don't you think? I would say so, too. It's, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, and it worked pretty well to have a concert just out in the field like that uh, under the sky. We had, we're a little scared about rain here and there, but no problems. Nope. Went right away. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, Steve, thanks for joining me for this special uh, off-the-book segment here as we, as we explore Trout Run and listen to Zora and Marshall Tucker Band. Uh, you can check out both online, and we have uh, lots of CDs right in the library. So thanks, Steve. My pleasure. Well, here we are back at Art Park. I'm here with Hillary Gunning of the Previously on X-Men podcast. Hillary, thanks for joining me once again. You are so welcome. Is it weird that I introduce you like that a when we're just bit? on a date to see a concert? When I'm your wife and right. well, you're my husband. Just push through it. Uh, we're, we're here at Art Park, this time in the, the main stage, different from where we all saw Weird Al. We're seeing Sarah McLaughlin. Hillary, tell me a little bit about your history with this artist. I love Sarah McLaughlin. I have since I was, I think, like nine years old. That's a good run. Yeah, it is a very good run. I'm very excited to see her. I saw her in at Lilith Fair in like, I don't know, 94 or something stupid. That's legit. Yeah, seriously. Well, we have great seats. We do. I think they're perfect. We're, yeah. we're like right parallel with the piano so we can see her hands, but we're not behind her. It'll be good. The Buffalo uh, Philharmonic Orchestra, is that what yeah, you say? Is, it. is up there the right piano. now. Is there a song that you, like, what is your must-sing song that she's got to do? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, I keep thinking of Building a Mystery. I don't think that's my favorite, but that might be the best to sing along to. Okay. Do you, what are the odds she's going to do it? There's no question that she's definitely going to do that song. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, things are about to start, so we'll check in again after the concert. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Well, now we're on the long walk back to our car, which is parked very far away from this venue. Long, but worth it. Yes. Uh, so my first question is, did she sing the one that you wanted her to sing? She did. It comes as no surprise. Yes, she did. <laughs> what was it again? Building a mystery. She opened the second half with it. Uh, okay. I, I think the one I could only really sing along with was I Will Remember You. Yeah, I'm surprised you knew that one, actually. I don't know why I know that one. It seems like it's used in many, many montages, so maybe that's it? Yeah, that's probably it. I mean, it was one of the singles that was around. Okay. But I also know Ice Cream, but only because it was on Mad About You. <laughs> That's the one that you said you didn't really like. Yeah, but I, it grew on me. I like it was that was the Live, that was the was yeah that was the sing along. What's the one? My favorite one was one I didn't know. It was the one she said was about her best friend. What was that? Adia. You didn't know Adia? Well, it was kind of familiar, but that was the one I enjoyed the most live. Yeah, that was that's one of her most famous ones. Are you willing to list a favorite yet, or is it just all... I can't, I can't think. I, it was just fabulous. All of it was amazing. <laughs> it was funny watching you because you... Well, the whole the whole crowd was just like all in. You were in. This was an in-it crowd. Yes, they were. And weirdly enough, I pay her the same compliment that I paid Weird Al a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And that is the, she, the same venue. She was just rock solid. She was completely rock solid. There wasn't a misstep in the I mean, She was flawless every note. Beautiful. Just beautiful. And the thing is, I was surprised that she managed to be like poetic and like very lovely without being like schmaltzy or she melodramatic. She at all. Yeah, she said, she said a few things that are very cliche kinds of things to say, but they were so genuine that it was just, it didn't feel cliche at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was a great concert, and really, that room was all in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, and the Philharmonic was stunning. Yeah, they were. They were. They did a great job. Well, overall, I'm pretty happy with that concert experience. It was beautiful. Just more than I ever would have expected. 
And now we walk two miles to our car. Here we go. We're already out of breath. <laughs> Wait, she remembered. It's fumbling towards ecstasy. Hi, Nick, if you're listening to this, and everybody else of the All The Book Show listening crew. We used to call you Podcats. I don't know if that still is uh, still your nickname, but you always be Podcats to me. Anyway, I'm getting out of uh, the Goo Goo the, Yeah. I'm going to edit it. I'm getting out of the Goo Goo Dolls and train, and I'm doing this all by myself. No. Just kidding. Kendra's here. Hi, everyone. That's my wife, Kendra, and Hillary's here. Me too. You might know Hillary from such podcasts as previously on X-Men. That's the only uh, one. I have a podcast. And you might know Kendra from such podcasts as Nostalgia Me This. Woo. Anyway, we just got out of the uh, concert for the Goo Goo Dolls and Train. Goo Goo Dolls opened, which I was actually a little surprised by, uh, because Goo Goo Dolls seemed like a nighttime band. Who opened? What'd I say? Oh, I don't even remember. Andrew Jones? Like, no. Andy Jones? Alan Dave. Dean. <laughs> Somebody opened, and then the Goo Goo Dolls played, and the Goo 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 Doll oh boy, yeah, the GGDs. Oh my gosh! The Goo Goo Dolls were very good, and I think I learned that Broadway might be my favorite song of theirs, if not uh, Iris. Uh, Hillary, what was your favorite Goo Goo Dolls performance? My favorites? Yeah, probably Broadway. No, no, no. Yeah, Broadway. <laughs> okay, she figured it out. Kendra, what was your favorite? I think I know. It has to be Slide. It's my favorite. I love it. Oh, yeah. Slide was pretty good. I actually did like their new stuff. I couldn't sing, around, uh, sing along with it, but I, I liked it. Hillary, you know about their new stuff either better than Kendra and I. I know about Boxes. I didn't know the brand new one that they did. Ah, okay. But they did two songs from Boxes, which I was really excited about. They didn't do the song from Treasure Planet. No, they did not. They never do. All right. You, you may, a lot of people make a big deal about the two singers, and it's very apparent when they're live and 25 years later from the 90s. You know, though, the other guy, whatever his name is, is pretty good live. He's got a good he presence. Yeah. He, they, I mean, the other guy has a really good energy. What is his name? He's very into it. I don't know his name. <laughs> we don't know his name. We'll just call him Mr. Goo Goo. <laughs> All right, so the Goo Goo Dolls played. They ended with Broadway, right? Am I remembering that? They ended with Broadway. And I got to say, Mr. What is it? Trent? No. Resnick? John Resnick. John Resnick sounds exactly the same as he did in 1998. Oh, yeah. He was great. Kendra, what did you think of uh, Resnick? Uh, he sounds great. He looks interesting, but he sounds great. Oh, don't be mean. I, I'm going to start wearing T-shirts with a big oval... Uh, yeah, head, head spot, the and then uh, a necklace that I keep under my shirt, and you only see the strings every now and then. The hint of the necklace, yes. Yeah, it's a cool look. Uh, all right, so they left. Uh, they were great. Everybody loved them. And then there was an intermission. The intermission started with uh, with them. I want it that way. I, I want, want it that way. way by the Backstreet Boys, and everybody in the, the entire audience sang along. It was amazing. So there was that, and then a train came out. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Train in general. I'm trying to whisper that because everybody here loved it. Uh, I, no, I mean, I wouldn't listen on the radio. Uh, what am I trying to say? I wouldn't listen to an album. I love to listen to an album of Train. I, I, I wouldn't. A lot of their singles, I'm like, that's okay, in one ear, out the other. But they put on... That's how he feels about Train, yes. Anyway... What I'm trying to say is, they put on a pretty great show. They put a really great show. That was really tight. Uh, I liked, and I have to say, while not every one of their singles is for me, they have so many. They have a lot. Ones that you wouldn't think like, oh, I know that because of Train, but you definitely know the song. 
actually there were a lot of songs I was like oh that is Train so I, I was kind of impressed by just how many they were able to pull out how many they have in their arsenal and how many that everybody freaking loves they played a cover of American Girl which I got to headbang to uh, and is fine. No. Nope. Yeah, I'm fine. I, I didn't hurt my neck. I'm not. I'm not getting old. And they also did Under Pressure. Uh, Kendra, what did you think of Under Pressure? Uh, they sound good. His voice is is able to do that song and Led Zeppelin songs. I thought. He I, I'm taking the phone away from her. I actually don't know where they're, why they're doing this Led Zeppelin. They have a whole Led Zeppelin cover album. Hillary. They have a whole album? They, they covered the whole Zeppelin album. Okay, well, that's bizarre, but that, I like doing, I liked the covers. <laughs> and, uh, and they ended with, uh, Drops of Jupiter. Drops Maybe, of Jupiter, which I love so much. I might find that song the most annoying oh, sure. because, uh, because here. I used to work as a janitor and I, in a, co- a graduate school oh, and okay. I, see where this is going. I was, uh, I was having to clean out a giant classroom and I had to scrub under every seat and then wet vac and, uh, it all up and that thing would take days to do and was related in some way i would listen to the radio while doing that and drops of jupiter was a big hit at the time and that was playing every freaking hour and i i grew to uh, dislike it and also k-pax wasn't that good of a movie and they used that in the commercial for the film k-pax well you know what yeah. it's a good song kendra what was your favorite train song Oh, so hard to to say Pro- i mean soul sister was great oh, i also great. loved uh uh, drive-by was really good. Um, train is just like fun, feel-good music. Like you can just put train on and be happy. So um, I loved it. We need to cross the street now. <laughs> we sure do. Uh, Hillary, what was your favorite train song? I really like Meet Virginia. What? Meet Virginia. I don't remember that one. Meet Virginia. That's all it is. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I liked play that song because I like that song, and I like the. Uh, what is it, A Million Ways to Die? Yes, that one was great. Yeah, I like that one. That's fun. So, all in all, they're, they're a great show. I think what happened was, I wish, while well, during the concert, that I had some, uh, some of my older friends from like my teens and my late, my young adult life with me, what? because the Goo Goo Dolls kind of sent me back to like that age. We are standing right yeah, I here. Know. Are we not good enough? <laughs> I'm, no. I'm just saying, like, listening to, uh, listening to Broadway and everything, I'm like, I miss some. I miss uh, some people back from my hometown because I was listening to the Goo Goo Dolls in the '90s. I think maybe he should just walk home, and we'll yeah. just take the car. We'll Goodness, uh, I think uh, I'm actually going to give a specific shout out to my sister Erin. I think she would have loved this concert, uh, and I would. Even though I say I'm not a huge train fan, I would go to another train concert. It was a lot of fun. He threw out free t-shirts. He signed a t-shirt and then threw it at someone. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, lots of confetti and balloons. Oh, that reminds me. John Resnick signed somebody's arm for a tattoo. Oh, yeah. That's true, he did. It, uh, both bands have absolutely, uh, absolutely great showmanship. And uh, I, I have to say, I am super impressed by just how much the Goo Goo Dolls still have it. Uh, on stage and you know besides just technicality they just they're on stage and they know what they're doing all right so overall both bands together what do you think i loved it i thought it was a really great show a plus a plus plus a plus 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 all right i thought it was great i'm here with one of my oldest friends steve rudd steve how are you I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm I'm great. Here we are in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Is that right? That is correct. In uh, some sort of abandoned parking structure is what it feels like—a post-apocalyptic <laughs> mall of yesteryear. It's the uh, it's the parking garage to the American Dream. Wow! Right next to the MetLife Stadium. Well, that's inspiring. So yes, we're going to the MetLife Stadium to see 
The Rolling Stones. I like that. I like how you said that. Uh, so, Steve, <laughs> let me ask you this. What, what's your history with this band? What, what kind of a Rolling Stones fan are you? I'm kind of like a casual fan. I know their songs when they come on. You know, it, it's they're just a band that's so easy to listen to and sing along with. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm like a huge follower of, you know, of their music. I don't know really any album names or anything mm-hmm. like that. So okay. I'd say that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I know the song. I could sing along. But, you know, that's the extent of it, really. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably in the same place. Like, I, 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 they're not one that I would put, like, in my top five bands of all time. But, I mean, they're iconic, you know. Yes. And I think I like I like the level they've they've achieved this level of like fame and notoriety and like everybody knows who the Rolling Stones are. But I feel like they've also been able to maintain kind of a grungy garage band kind of feel, you know. Yeah, they really have actually pretty much throughout time. I mean, and they have like such a a unique sound, uh, especially, you know, Mick Jagger's voice that you just you know it's them immediately yeah. and their sound you're just like this is the rolling stones i've never heard this song before but i know it's the rolling stones yeah there's not a ton of bands i think that you can make that claim on that most people could hear it and be like that's probably the rolling stones do you have uh, do you have a fa- what are some favorites what are you hoping they'll play uh i'm 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 kind of hoping they play under my thumb i, yeah. I just really like I, I enjoy that song a lot i kind of like the tune um, and it's just a fun song for me, and I like "Gimme Shelter," and and I think one of the reasons why I like that song is it's so, it's such an iconic song where you see whether you see it in movies or or just you know on the radio, you know it's it's such a it's such a song that like brings you back to a time. I wasn't alive, but my <laughs> my brain goes back to that time, you know, Vietnam era. It's just like, man, that's such a period song, but it still is so good. You could play it in the background uh, of a of a barbecue at home, and it just works, you know. And actually, um, painted black. Yes. That that song. The very first time I heard that song was the game, um, Twisted Metal Black. And I and it was the the song for the the menu of the game, and I was like, "What is this song?" And I think that was one of the first times I experienced the Rolling Stones, at least okay. knowingly experienced the Rolling Stones, you know. And looked it up, and I was like, "Wow, it's such a great song!" And you know, from then on, like I just knew who the Rolling Stones were after that. So. See, that's that's the thing. I mean, this is a band that has fifty plus years history. You know what I mean? So. Yeah culling a set list finding like exactly what songs to sing i mean they're not going to be able to get all the ones that people want to hear yeah i i feel like i tend to gravitate more towards there they have a lot of like slow jams you know like mm-hmm. wild horses and yeah. uh tumbling dice and uh, beasts of burden is one of my favorites of theirs i love beasts of burdens i love don't stop and then like just like you're saying all, all the old like the iconic 60s ones mm-hmm. uh painted black 19 nervous breakdown yeah. satisfaction oh, nervous breakdown. You know what I mean? There's just so many. So I don't think that there's really much chance that we're going to leave this disappointed. No, definitely not. I think that's true. This is a band that really, they'll play some song that everyone will enjoy at some point, you know? And I know the joke has been, we'll probably be the youngest people here. But (laughs) I mean, even just talking about it really is, they, they have songs for anyone, yeah. no matter how old you are. Yeah, you know, and so I think that's great. I think that's one thing that is that's that like sets the Rolling Stones apart from other groups, especially other groups from their era. 
you know so well that's true and and again i mean just going back to that 50 years they've just they've been around so long and gone through so many changes and like you know just adapting with the times and things that um yeah i mean you you could have become a rolling stones fan anytime in the last 50 years and that that has merit that's relevant you know so all right well we're going to make our way over to the stadium and we'll check back in after the show are you excited steve i am absolutely excited i cannot wait Woo! okay we're done with the concert and i am exhausted you? So am I. The The foot traffic out of that place was like a living, walking, breathing nightmare. It was like herding cattle slowly. It, it was like the second half of World War Z. Yeah. Only yeah. neither of us is Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> um, they did not sing any of the songs that I had said before that I wanted them to sing. And they didn't do Under My Thumb either, did they? They didn't, but they did... Um... Painted black and yeah. shelter, uh, give me shelter. Yeah, so that was good. Now, give me shelter was the uh, encore. So yeah, the first encore. The first on the yeah. first encore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they didn't uh, they didn't play any slow songs. No, they didn't. They didn't. I, I mean, I I'm I'm I have mixed feelings about this concert. How about you? Uh, I do too, because it was it was very fun how they mixed the visuals with yes. the music and everything, but uh, it was, because there was no songs that, you know, you kind of sat down and swayed back yeah. and forth to, it was just in-your-face strobes, lights, yeah. fireworks, we never We never had know. a tempo change. It was all just no. the same, you know. Well, the tempo did change oh, when Keith Richards yes. sang his... Two oh, songs. Keith. I don't know. It was. Yeah. I can't remember how many songs. He, he was, no, he did two back to back, and they were like it was. We had our seats were way up high, so we could see the whole stadium. You look down, and suddenly, like everyone is on their phones <laughs> while yeah. Keith Richards sings two like weird bluesy songs. But yeah. other than that, we didn't. Uh, and then my my second problem, I guess, was that there was no chatter. There was no like stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. There nothing. was never a conversation. There were never thank like thank you, a, Jersey. Yeah. Thank you, New York. Thank yeah. you, Connecticut, Long Island. But, but never like a, we it. first performed this song in nineteen. You know, no like I wrote this song when it was just there was a the constant... one song when it was uh, she's a rainbow and that was it where he's like yeah. oh yeah we wrote this he's like I wrote this back in a. Uh, 67, yeah. 67, or I don't know, I can't remember, you know? And it was just like, that was just a a failed attempt it was at trying to explain but the that song. that song was a standout for me because i like when they do an oddball like that and yeah. that's a that's kind of a deep cut and mm-hmm. I, I i have a, a album set called live at the bbc that's all their really early recordings live recordings and they do that one and i've always really liked that song yeah. so it was a pleasant surprise but uh, the the that was a that was a golden opportunity to talk about it and they didn't mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. I guess that's that's the downside. I found myself a little like wanting kind of a change. Yeah, especially and it was, since that was a voted song. Yeah, that was a song that the the crowd, for some reason, somehow you were able to vote on a song. Yeah, it was like I a Twitter no poll. It was a Twitter, a Twitter poll, poll, but I didn't. Okay, I follow yeah. them and I didn't see it in oh, time, okay. so I don't know. But um, so, so that's a song you want to explain, right? Because yeah. everyone, there's a reason why everyone chose it. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Without the like the talk, the personal touch, it's like, you know, we could have listened to the music. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's I don't know. So those are the negatives. The positives. I mean, it was just 
it was, I mean, they're so iconic just to yeah. see the four of them up there together and like just still being the Rolling Stones. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you go see McCartney or something like that, like you're seeing sort of a remnant of the Beatles and then the yeah. solo artist. This, you were actually like really seeing the it Rolling was Stones. the Rolling yeah. Stones, you know, so, albeit they're falling apart. Yes. But it was just really cool to see just to see them yeah like up there all all playing I mean you, the you were time. just you're just seeing a living breathing piece of music history yeah. just like come alive and perform on stage seeing like Mick do his iconic dancing and stuff yes, you know that was very entertaining um, he's that was got cool. some moves he still, does <laughs> when they went down to the little stage and did an acoustic set they still didn't do slow songs but it was at least that was a that was a cool acoustic set that they yeah. did um so like that that was neat seeing like Mick and Keith you know harmonizing on one mic and stuff. Yeah. I mean that's just that that was really cool to see. So I'm I'm very glad that we saw it and I I did enjoy it, but I with some caveats, you know. Yes. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think so. I one thing that I did like about the uh the video screens that they had was it it they did so well at at making them look like they were um edited. Yeah. Like like it was a pre-recording yeah. and they they just did so well at that li- like a live supercut of what was going on stage was yeah. just really cool to see and I agree. I found myself sometimes staring at the screen and not looking yeah. at the stage because it just was they did so well. And the balance was so good too. I mean, you you know, it, uh, obviously Mick was highlighted, but you'd have times where there was four screens and each one of them each had a one screen of them had there. a screen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Keith suddenly has brown hair again. I don't know if you noticed that, but <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> you know, Keith and Ronnie Wood and 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 Mick are all kind of like glammed up and rock star, yeah. whereas Charlie Watts back on the drum just, <laughs> it looks like your grandpa. He looks like the get off my he lawn. Was, seriously, he, he did like every once in a while after a song he'd smile, but the rest of the time, I mean, he's he's really wailing on those drums. Yeah, he is just completely blank. It was like Harpo Marx playing the yeah, drums. He was I mean, stoic. It was, he was definitely focused. He was so that was funny. Yeah, the the the, the Video aspects of it were, were very good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what, did you say your standout song was it? Painted black or give me shelter? I think it was. I think it was painted black because okay. it just you know, I just love that song so much. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of surprised how it came in. You yeah. know, everything was all colors and this yeah. and that, and all of a sudden, you know, they jumped into that with a pause. So yeah. it wasn't just like they rolled right into it. You know, so it had. A, I guess a little bit of suspense before the song started mm-hmm. and when I heard the first you know like yeah he starts starts in with that yeah, guitar yeah. and I was just like oh yeah like mm-hmm. you know it was just it was really good I, I, I do I do overall I did like the concert yeah. um, but there yeah no slow songs like they got yeah. so many good ones yeah, just I know. let us relax and sway and so I don't know. Yeah, I think I think um, probably Rainbow was my favorite just because like it was so unexpected. It was unexpected. I was, and it wasn't. It, it didn't. It didn't feng shui with the rest of the songs. That's true. It was, that's you know, true. Kind well, of it was kind of from a there. different era, you know. Yeah. Really, the early Stones are a lot different from like the early seventies, mm-hmm. you know, Exile on Main Street kind of Stones. So, yeah. um, so that was exciting. I I think the one that got me the most, like, oh my gosh, was Let's Spend the Night Together. Like yeah. as soon as that one started, I was like, "Oh yeah, let's do this." Yeah. <laughs> so that I was most excited about that one. Yeah, and overall, I I was pretty happy with the set list. I was bored during the Keith section, yeah. and uh, boy, Midnight Rambler never stopped. That, oh my gosh! That was yeah, like, that they drew that on. They sure did. Way too long. They sure did. You know, great song. Yeah, but. When you're Maybe like, not in this format. When you're like nine minutes yeah. in, you're just like, holy smoke. And then it, and it was at one point where yeah. we thought it was over. 
and it wasn't. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it kept, people clapped like, yay! Yeah. And then it kept going. Yeah. Well, that was a couple episodes back. We talked about when I was at the Marshall Tucker Band concert, and they turned every song into like a 10-minute jam. Oh, so man. like, at least we only had one of those here for the Rolling Stones. But uh, and now we just have to fight our way through the more cars than I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. All right, uh, Steve, thanks for debuting uh, yourself on the podcast here. Oh, I appreciate it. All thanks right. for having me. Yes. Hey, everybody. We're sitting in my car. Because there is a long line. Because Brian Adams is a bigger star in the music world than I would have ever thought. Nick? I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. So here we are at uh, Darien Lake in a grassy field of haphazard cars going at diagonal directions all over the round. Hillary, hello. Hi there. Kendra? Hi. So yes, we saw, really we went to see Billy Idol for Eric's birthday. Woo! Happy birthday! It's true. He, he didn't know it was my birthday, which explains why he didn't play Hot in the City, but he did... Or, or Moni Moni. Or Moni Moni, but he did start with uh, Dancing, uh, with, Dancing myself, with Myself, yeah. which is probably my favorite of his, so... And Rebel, Wells, Rebel Yell is pretty great. So we came for, for Billy Idol. We stayed for Brian Adams. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what, though? I'm going to say... I really enjoyed Brian Adams. Like, it made me want to go listen to his stuff. I thought his stuff was, like, really catchy and memorable. So, I enjoyed Billy Idol as well. But there was a lot of guitar soloing, so I would be in it, and then I would be out of it, and then I'd be back in it. Yes, that, that's fair. I guess what I liked about, what I preferred, I think, about Billy Idols was the, like, sort of loose nature, whereas I felt like Brian Adams was almost, like, too polished with everything. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Disagreed. Shocker. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not. I. I mean, I came for Billy Idol, but I actually appreciated the polished nature of okay. the Brian Adams performance. All right. Felt uh, like they were a very tight band, and I thought they put a very good performance. All right. Uh, favorite songs. Favorite tracks. Rebel Yell was great. Okay. And uh, Summer of '69 uh-huh. was great. Uh-huh. All right, Hillary. What about you? Uh, White Wedding yeah. for Billy Idol. That was exciting. Yeah. I think actually for Billy Idol, I was I was most interested in the song, what was it, Ghost in My Guitar? The one that he... I liked that one, yeah. yeah that was the, a nice one. The story behind that was that his dad liked that album, was listening to that album uh, when he died, which was a kind of a tearjerker of yeah, a story, yeah. and then the images that went with it. Uh, but no, I was really... I, liked I was unaffected it. by by that. By that song and story. Okay. So. All right. Let's all I take the temperature on that. <laughs> from Eric. Uh, I thought it was really cool that Brian out. He took requests from people in the audience, which was really impressive to just like, because a lot of musicians don't remember all the words yeah. to their songs, and he was just like, "Sure, let's play this." Yeah, I agree. That was pretty cool. He was like a human jukebox for a minute yeah. there. Um, yeah. So I think that was my favorite of the Billy Idols and. Um, uh, it's only love was my favorite Brian Adams song, even without Tina Turner. Yeah, it, he he pretended like Tina Turner was going to come did. out, and I knew it was a joke. But at the same time, I was like, "But what if Tina Turner comes yeah, out? That'd be." Uh, I enjoyed Rebel Yell the performance because it was uh, it was probably the most he he seemed like he was into it. Yeah, he was just up on you know on the speakers and getting everybody to cheer along. He that's was true. he was full Billy Idol in that, that song. That's very true. Uh, I don't know what I would say my favorite Brian Adams song is. Uh, come back to me. Everybody else is gone. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know what? I like the cheesiness of the one where you go uh, all for one and all for love. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's a cheesy line. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. So 
Yeah. I also like that Shine a Light song, even though it was new. Uh-huh. So yeah, maybe that helps too. by not knowing anything by the person that is like, this is the new stuff. I'm like, it's all new stuff, baby. I think we all shared one complaint about the venue, and that was the utter lack of sweet treats. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Give me... Ice cream? Ice cream. Give me something that's this non- Kendra speaking. alcoholic that I can drink. Yeah. I, I wanted some Dippin' Dots, Hillary. Oh, yeah. Uh, I came for the Dippin' Dots. I would have killed she for some Dippin' Dots. She stayed for Brian Adams. <laughs> hey, we, got a, we, got, uh, we were in a tent area. We were at Darien Lake. And it started pouring like Heaven's Gates opened up and just rained everything down. And there were people out in that uh, out in that yard that stayed through the whole thing. So that was impressive. Yeah, it was a downpour. Seriously, I was actually kind of surprised Brian Adams didn't say like, "Let's give it up for all the people that stayed in the yard." Yeah. So he yeah, couldn't tell it was raining. Well, he sang the song about driving rain, like right as it started, which was fortuitous. Uh, <laughs> now I gotta say, while I did have Dippin' Dots when I saw the Rolling Stones. My major complaint about them was that there was no stories and anecdotes, and I thought both Billy Idol and Brian Adams were good, peppering in the anecdotes and like the talking and making it more of a, a you know, multi-level experience. So I, I did really like that all around. Yeah, I had a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a pretzel, Hillary. I too had a pretzel. So pretzels were popular. Uh, yeah, I had I, pulled pork. I'm okay. the only one here who can eat pork, and uh, it was delicious. Yeah, so I mean, technically we could. We, we all just have the capacity. We choose to eat not pork. to. Yeah, all right. I'm the only one who chooses. Listen, I enjoyed the whole uh, '80s vibe oh, yeah. of the the concert with both Billy Idol and Brian Adams. Like even Brian Adams' new stuff, it still feels very like late '80s. Yeah. So I I enjoyed that. I feel like I got more of a '90s vibe from him, especially uh, '90s vibe, especially from the one he performed. We're all like the pictures of everybody. Oh, yeah. On screen, just that thing felt like a very '90s music video yeah, right yeah. there. So. Look at the technology we have in the '90s. <laughs> um, my major complaint about that concert, I think, was the AV crew who kept going on the same two dancers. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the dance. By two dancers, do you mean that? Never mind. I mean that <laughs> that that we one that one saying. lady and that one guy who was like 100% in. Also. Shout out to the people in front of us who just could not let go of each other's butts. Yeah. Uh, seri- serious PDA couple in my, front of us. Very heart. distracting. All right. There was some nudity in the concert, though. What? Yeah. Yes. On the screen, you didn't see the full naked woman on the screen? Any, <laughs> any final thoughts on the concerts, gang? Two I liked up. it. All right. Good, good stuff. Now we'll spend the next 40 to 60 minutes in this line of traffic. <laughs> I'm here at Art Park in Lewiston, New York, with my brother and a longtime All the Books correspondent, Steven Valkenberg. Steve. Hello. Hello. It's good to be back. Steve and I are in a state of shock, I think. Uh, we, we just went on one heck of a ride uh, seeing Brian Wilson, well, ostensibly Brian Wilson, but was really the full band, uh, Al Jardine, original Beach Boy, uh, and Blondie Chaplin, who was a... Uh, Blondie Chaplin was a Beach Boys, not an official Beach Boy, I don't think, but he he played on a lot of the, uh, the albums in the late seventies. So he's he's a longtime associate, as well as Matt Jardine, son of Al Jardine, who also uh, was a regular on some of the Beach Boys albums. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've uh, it was an experience. It was an experience. I it's hard to uh, I don't know. It's hard to put into words. I think if you 
if you're a fan of Brian Wilson, if you came to the show tonight, then you probably at least had a little bit of an idea of what, maybe what you were getting into. Um, you weren't expecting a showman, but it was uh, it was a difficult concert to watch. A little bit. I'm not entirely convinced he was awake the entire time. It, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. It, he, he didn't... Very muted. He certainly yeah. didn't seem like a man who wanted to be the no. the center of attention Which and all in this. in turn made us a little, a little inaccessible well, for I us. Just, I just felt, I guess I felt, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's no way to describe it. It's just audibly sighing is the best way I can yeah. convey my yeah. emotions at the moment. So... I mean the 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 boy the takeaway from this concert for me was a a strong respect for Al Jardine. Yes, I think we should replace the name on the poster a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because as I was thinking about this, um, you know, I thought if this was called like the Brian Wilson Band or like an evening with Brian Wilson and friends or something like that, yeah. then I think it would have it. The fact that they didn't address like how what Brian's level of participation was going to be, I think, yes. was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I think if you know if you're going to go to this tour, because this is the first in in many many tours. Yeah, there's quite a few dates. Many this. dates in this tour. If you're going to go to this, this is the advice I have for you. Okay, think of it as you're going to see Brian Wilson and friends. Yes. Uh, know that Brian is going to be there. He's going to be. You're just absorbing the music, and he's going to participate when the spirit moves him. And other times, he's just going to chill there. Yeah. You know? Um, I think, like, if if we would have had that up front, I probably would have been a little bit more prepared for it. Yes, that's fair. And there... also, like, Matt Jardine has basically taken over the, the Brian Wilson falsetto parts. Yeah. And, again, I think if that would have been addressed then that would have made things much simpler, you know, if you just kind of understood that this was what the night was going to be. But instead, we had to sort of figure out that it was what the night was going to be. Yes. And it never quite seemed that that was always going to be the plan. Yeah. It seemed I, like it was like, okay, we're doing this now. Yeah. So, boy. Woo! Okay. So, here's, here's uh, I think, probably the best Brian Wilson performance of the night was I just wasn't made for these times from Pet Sounds. I would have to agree. That was the one that to me seemed he was just he was just in it start to finish and I thought he did a nice job with that. He that's a not a really rangy song. It's it's simple and I think that one felt like Brian Wilson to me. The thing is, you know, Pet Sounds the album is uh you know, it's written at a time when it really is exploring Brian's like sense of isolation and loneliness. So, like a lot of the lyrics in these songs, just made it a little bit. I wonder if that made him more like. I mean, yeah, I've heard these songs hundreds and thousands of times by yeah. this point, but maybe he's more ret- introspective when he hears these things or yeah. tries to perform these things I, live. They don't really seem suitable for a big live yeah. audience. But just the the lyrics that he was singing some of the times was like, boy, this is too real. Yes. Um, but I do I do think he did a nice job, and I just wasn't made for these times. And Al Jardine was excellent. He was incredible, man. I, that guy really made this night. I'm not joking when I say that. I mean, I've always been a fan, but this really gave me a lot of respect for him because he was he was humble. He was supportive. You know, he, he was funny. He, he was, was animated. Absolutely. He came on with Sloop John B, which is Al Jardine's. You know that. I mean, he does the lead on that. Yeah. And when he finished, I mean, it was a standing ovation. It was thunderous applause that yes. just continued. And he was very. Us included. 
he was very humble about it, you know? He he sort of accepted it. You could see that he was a little uncomfortable, and he was like, hey, well, listen, the best is yet to come, because Brian's going to sing, uh, you know, he said Paul McCartney's favorite song, yeah. which is God Only Knows. And then so later... So many people's favorite song. Absolutely. And then later, he had another, um, another solo moment for him, and it was the same kind of thing. He sort of took the applause and was like, yeah, this band is great. You I know, don't he, recall the, the name of the song, but he did a Mike Love song. Yeah. That was actually very good. Yeah, that's that was uh, Love Is Here. Okay. Yeah, and that's actually one of my favorites from Pet Sounds anyway. So when uh, when he did that one, it really... Um, it was cool, first of all, to hear... Uh, I don't know why my car is beeping. Sorry, everyone. It was cool to hear... Al do one that's you know he's never done before. Yep. That's that's you know that's a that's a Mike Love solo, so that was really neat. Um, but Sloop John B, um, that's not me is another one that that Brian and Al did together, mm-hmm. and I really felt like when they were when they were doing sort of a call and response song like that, that's when Brian was at his best. Yeah, and it was the moment for me where it felt most like seeing the Beach Boys. Yes, I'll you know what I mean. That. Uh, the second half of the show is where things, I think, really got going. The band was amazing. Yeah, the band it was really great. was. They were particularly um, great. They were excellent. So when we're moving into like Help Me Rhonda, which is another Al Jardine, uh, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Th- those are some times where you could see, you know, Brian kind of sitting, sitting in the piano. Like the light bulb would like flash. Absolutely. At certain times you could just see it like in his face. Yeah, and he just sort of lean forward and really like go at the piano. And I mean, it was. It was odd because it was just in spurts, but there were moments where it was like, okay, that's Brian. That's Wilson. what I mean. That's why you just got to embrace it. Like when when it when it breaks through to him, when like the spirit yeah. moves him, he's gonna dive in, and he did. And um, so I, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm glad that we saw it. Yeah. It was... I mean, we saw the Beach Boys. I we, mean, we yeah. saw probably most yeah. we're going to get to seeing the Beach Boys. Absolutely. And I was glad to have had that experience, just lacking in certain aspects yeah. that I was expecting. Well, yeah. If I, had all, yeah. if I had all the information going into what it was going to be, it would be different. You're right about that. That's what I mean. I really yes. think if this was billed a little differently and really, like, I don't know, if it was just, if it was set up to sort of uh, uh, focus on the parts that were going to work and downplay the parts that didn't. Like, if they would have just had a chorus, you know, maybe maybe three guys that were just singing every note that Brian was supposed to sing. Mm-hmm. Then when he didn't come in or he came in a little late like or whatever. Safety net kind yes, of exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been, that would have been so much better. I would have. Maybe. Nobody's expecting him to, you know, go all out. Exactly. I mean, we know. Yeah. At this stage, exactly. I mean, it's just great that he's doing it still. But and I think, um, you know, it was really interesting because our seats were actually really good. Yes. We we were very close, so we could really see a lot of the like interchanges, little exchanges, looks between the bands. You could see them sort of being like, okay, well, how are we going to make this work? What's best? And you, could, there were several times where Al Jardine kind of like, you know, looked at Brian and kind of gave him a little cue, and then um, there was a beat, and then Al would sing, you know, and that. He was on top of he things. Was. He, he was. He really, really was. That's what I mean. Things. It was just, but not in like a showboaty, no. glory hound kind of way. Just, just like, doing what has to be done. Yeah, he's in the band. He's supporting his friend of but you he know gave it sixty his all. years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really some really great takeaways to this. But I will say, if you're going to the show, just know. Yeah. That you're going to see a great band. You're going to see Al Jardine like in his element, mm-hmm. and every once in a while you're going to. He always s- seemed like the most unassuming of all yeah, of them. Really, absolutely. not kind of like Brian when he was, you know, absolutely more introverted. But every once, every once in a while, you're going to see Brian yeah. pop in. You know what I mean? But other than that, you just got to kind of go in knowing what to expect. So. I'm glad we did it. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Uh, Al Jardine does have a recent solo album that oh, just really? came out in vinyl. Uh, so I, I'm going to check that out yeah, because I really, I was very impressed with him. But 
Anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it. Yes, I think so. All right, Steve, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. I'm here at Bethel Woods, the outdoor pavilion, on the 50th anniversary of the original Woodstock concert. And I've got my son with me here today. So, hey, who are we going to see today in this concert? Come on. Of course we're going to see Ringo because it's a Ringo concert. Oh, you're right. You're right. Ringo and his all-star band. So there's going to be lots of other people that we like, too. Um, what is your favorite Ringo song? don't really know as much, but... Well, uh, Yellow Submarine, or Photograph, or Octopus Garden, or Matchbox. Which of those do you like? I like, like the, this song. Like, all I have is a photograph. And yeah. That, that yeah. one. Yeah. That one's called Photograph. Yeah, that's a great one. That was Ringo's number one hit from the album Ringo. Did you know that? No. Well, it's true. Uh, do you think there's a lot of people here today? Well, there are like about 10,033 people here. You think so? Yeah. That'd be pretty big. What do you think of our seats? Can you see the stage pretty well? Well, a lot. I do not know what... Why there is this picture in the background. Mm, yeah, that's got stars and flowers. I think that's just Ringo's background. Do you like it? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. Okay, well, how, you'll probably be asleep. Do you think you're going to be able to stay awake for this whole concert? Uh, well, I thought I was going to fall asleep for Toy Story 4, but it was actually pretty rock. Yeah. Yeah, you made it through. You were wide awake. Okay, well, if you're still awake when the concert's over, we'll talk about it and you can tell me which songs you like the best. Okay, are you excited? Why would I not? He's my favorite character. All right, well, now that you're awake again, we got to talk about your first concert. What did you think? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. I know you got a little tired by the end and you wanted to go home. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, but I fell asleep. Yeah, but you still you still saw most of the concert. You just fell asleep for the end. Okay. <laughs> All right, the first one we saw was Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And the guy on the keyboard was not Blood, Sweat, and Tears. It was near the end where we saw Ringo, and I was, I think I was awake for three minutes. You, you were awake. Yeah, you were awake for some of them. Yeah, so we saw Blood, Sweat, and Tears. The guy you were talking about with the keyboard, that was Edgar Winter from the Edgar Winter Band. Uh, you were jamming to him. I thought you liked that one the best. Did you like him? Yeah. Do you remember what he was doing with the guitarist? Yeah. He would be like... <laughs> and the guitar would repeat. Yeah. That's right. He was going back and forth with the guitar, and then he did that with the bass guitar, and then he also did it with the drums. That was pretty cool, I thought. Didn't you like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't... He was doing such weird things. Yes, that's true. I think Edgar Winter would agree with you on that. And then the Ringo Show started. Yep. Do you remember what your favorite Ringo song was? Yep, yep, yep. What was it? I guess I had... I liked all of them, mostly. All of them? Yeah. Do you remember any in particular? Matchbox. Yes, Matchbox is one of my uh, favorites. Yeah, I was just beginning, so I know Matchbox, uh -huh. Photograph, yeah. Yellow Submarine, uh -huh. 
think those are the ones. Those are the ones you remember? Yeah. That was pretty fun. Did, did you like seeing Ringo playing the drums and seeing all the guys up there singing their songs? Yeah. That guy was just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but it was fun. When the, what did you think of that place we were at? We were packed. There was people everywhere. Yeah, there was like 10,500. Wow, that's that's a whole lot. Uh, what did you think of, do you remember the trees? Yeah, I do not. They like put little lights in them or something. Yeah. There were little shining glory things that made them like sparkle kind of. Yeah. They were all different colors, so when it got dark, they looked really cool. Yeah. And you ate a lot of popcorn. Mostly all of it. Yes, you did. You really pounded that. And you I think you liked that fountain quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so overall, thumbs up or thumbs down on the concert? Up. Thumbs up? Yep. Okay. Should we go to another concert sometime? Yeah. Is Ringo still your favorite character? Yeah. All right, what did you think of him? Well, also kind of a fan of Paul. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I agree. Paul McCartney's pretty good, too. Okay, well, thanks for coming to the concert with us. Hi, everybody. This is Eric. Just, and Kendra. Uh, we just came back from Tim McGraw, or we're just leaving Tim McGraw right now. Tim McGraw, uh, famously known as the uh, crime dog who helped teach kids about uh, staying away from strangers and uh, not stealing. No, that's the other McGraw. I don't know what his name is. Duke McGraw. What's his name? Scruff McGruff. So, not Duke McGraw. <laughs> Mine was a stretch. And <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, I'm just going to say it was a concert and I had a good time. I didn't know any of the songs. Kendra, take it away. Uh, as a huge Tim McGraw fan, I thought the concert was amazing. Uh, we had pretty good seats. We were um, in the second section back. Um, could see him very clearly. Um, he sang a good mix, I thought, of his older stuff and his newer stuff. Um, so there were some new songs I hadn't heard, but he sang all my old favorites, like Where the Green Grass Grows and something like that. And I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. So um, it was a really good time. And I liked it. The venue was cool, too. It was at the um, Seneca Niagara Casino. Um, but it was outside, so it was uh, a cool, a cool time. Uh, the venue was a parking lot. Don't let that rave review uh, confuse you. It was definitely a parking lot. Well, but it was good. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see very clearly. If I had been in the very, very back in the stands, I don't know if I would have liked it. That's true. Uh, what else can I say? I don't know. I, it's just one of the. I got the tickets for her because she had never, uh, she hadn't seen him before, and he had just come in town. And it was, it was just one of those things where it's like I have absolutely no knowledge of these songs. I got no connection to this guy. I know the name Tim McGraw, and that's it. But let's go. And it kind of confirmed again that, uh, like when I saw Train or when I saw Brian Adams. It doesn't have to be somebody that I necessarily love. A concert is just a good time. So let that be the lesson of the summer, of summer 2019. <laughs> As we look back on these months that we've lived our lives on, let's, let's look back and say, what have we learned? We've learned that going to concerts is fun. <laughs> it was very, very sweet of him to buy the tickets because I knew that he didn't know any of his songs. He doesn't like country music, so it was it was 
a very very sweet gesture for him to do that for me so you you get a free concert whoever you want to see that i don't like we can go to rush i'll sit through a rush concert with you rush isn't touring anymore but we'll we'll use that as your credit if they were you you offered to go see rush they're not touring you got out of jail for oh yes um and tim mcgraw i mean he's gotta be he's gotta be pushing 60 but he does not look like it at all would you agree this is making me uncomfortable this interview is over Woo. Yeah. Hey. You know, listen, it yeah. sounded like Steve and I were disappointed. Steve and Rudd, my friend, not Steve, my brother. <laughs> sounded like Steve and I were disappointed with the Rolling Stones, and we weren't. We just had a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. It was a yeah. great show. Yeah. But listening back, it's funny it because sounds you guys like a went into the show being like, I don't really care about the Rolling yeah. Stones. I like them. I but whatever. And then you left, you're like, how could they? I know. I know. I know. But really, I did miss them right. like talking. It yeah. was just boom, 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 you know. Yeah. But it was a great time. We really did have yeah. a good time. It was, it was a whirlwind. Do you mm-hmm. have a favorite of uh, the bands best I show saw. that you saw this summer? Yeah, I guess the best concert overall would have to go to the Goo Goo Dolls Train. Okay, uh, combo. So yeah. I enjoyed seeing Billy Idol and uh, seeing Weird Al was yeah. was you know a v- really cool for me. Yeah, uh, but I think like the best show I saw all year was uh, Goo Goo Dolls and okay. The and train. that was the one I missed, but I have I saw Goo Goo Dolls mm-hmm. and Shays last year. I didn't year. see I didn't they, see Rolling Stones. No, you didn't. You yeah, know you what? Didn't. I think we we both have different qualities about ourselves. True. But when you put them together, that's true. It makes like a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. Huh. That's but that's not good. Huh. Can we do peanut butter and banana? That was good enough for Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably the one that's most memorable was was the Rolling Stones, and right. I'm, I'm I'm really sure. glad to have seen that because I wanted to for years and years and years. Right. I think I was most pleasantly surprised by Weird Al. Because uh-huh. I went into that and kind of like, whatever. But I ended up being like, wow, <laughs> Weird Al, everyone. Yeah. Definitely the most surreal was Brian Wilson. Had but yeah, overall, sure. just a really a really fun summer. Thanks yeah. to all of our friends and family for uh, joining the podcast as yeah. we talk about these uh, Did any over of the, the course shows of several you, months. Did any of the shows you saw this summer like make it into your top of all time concerts that you've seen? Oh, boy. Well, the summer of 69. That's summer. That's a tricky question. 2019. <laughs> I mean, the the Rolling Stones just right. de facto have sure. to be in there. There's okay. there's no way around it. That was, right. I I I mean, I mentioned this in in the clip there, but I mean, just seeing that, yeah. seeing something like that, that like you've just known your whole life, yeah. and seeing it up there, it was really, it was cool. It was a really, definitely something that I will remember forever. Wow. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, and I guess that's it for our concert episode. Yeah. Next week we're going to be talking about Mark Twain. Yeah. And also sort of a rock star of his own. I guess he's a literary yeah. rock star. I promise not to only talk about the two-part next-gen episode, Time's Arrow, that features Mark Twain. Okay. But you're crazy if you think that's not coming right. up. We'll, we'll talk a lot about uh, Vanilla Ice playing him in the Ridiculous Six Adam Sandler movie. <gasps> he did, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's another, that's another template. Yeah.